Welcome to The Art of Intimate Marriage with Dr. Jennifer Conzin. Sensitive yet frank advice for enjoying every benefit of one of God's most fundamental gifts. Dr. Conzin is a licensed marriage and family counselor, sex therapist, as well as an adjunct professor, award-winning researcher, author, and speaker. With today's conversation on the biblical approach to fulfilling intimacy in marriage, here's Jennifer. Good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Jennifer Conzin with The Art of Intimate Marriage. And we spent the last broadcast on conflict resolution skills when you are seeking to understand, when you genuinely are trying to work at your listening skills. So you can go back and listen to that broadcast. It is recorded on my website, theartofintimatemarriage.com. Today, we're going to talk about how to do a good job at expressing to your spouse something that you're feeling and thinking, especially when it has to do with something that they've done that's kind of bothered you. How do you do that without attacking your spouse, without blaming them, without making them feel like they have to defend themselves and so on? Now, your spouse, when you come to them and talk to them, they might still, no matter how nicely you say it, they might still get defensive, and that's their own piece. That's what they have to work on. However, today is about you, on how can you speak in a way that makes a difference in how it's received on the other end. So we're going to talk about a couple different things, and one of them is how to speak from the position of I. So you'll hear about this when different boy, all kinds of different writings and all kinds of different therapists and books out there and programs that talk about I statements. Okay, so that's sort of what we're going to hit on today. What is an I statement and how do you do it? You know, it's amazing to me. A lot of times people, <laughs> they they use the word I in the sentence, but it's actually not an I statement. It might be something more along the lines of, I feel like you are a total jerk. Well, hmm, that is an I statement. <laughs> it starts with the word I. However, I think it's a bit of an attack. Wouldn't you agree? Well, okay, so that's a really obvious example. But the reality is we all do it. Maybe in more subtle ways where we start with the word I, but it's really more about we are upset and angry or hurt about something they've done and we want to make sure they get it. And so we're just determined to point out what they've done that's wrong or that we don't feel good about. And it does take in order to speak from an I position, you do have to set aside your determination to point out what they've done that was wrong. So there's a time and a place for that. There's a time and a place to share with your spouse. These are some things I see in your character. Or when I look at how you handled this situation, I need to share with you what I see about how you handled it. And that's where you are pointing out the wrong that somebody does. What I'm talking about today is a little bit different. I'm talking about how to genuinely say, when this happened, I felt. So it's not like you're trying to point out what they did wrong. It's not like you're trying to get them to take responsibility for something. And that's a tough place to be. How to share how you feel without being so focused on wanting them to take responsibility for the wrong they did. So you may not be in a spot to be able to speak from that 
I feel place. If your heart and mind are set on pointing out what they need to see. It is vital that you check that. Am I in a spot where I can just talk about how I feel? So this is, this is how that would look. Let's say your spouse comes home. It's Friday evening. They walk in the door and they say something kind of sharp and quick and it hurts. How you would approach that with an I statement, you're still going to be describing the circumstance when you came in on Friday and you said, when you came in tonight and you said, notice you're using the word you, but it's vital that you only use it to be descriptive. If you're genuinely going to speak in a way that helps the other to hear you when you want them to understand what it was like for you emotionally. You're going to need to set aside again what they did that was wrong and just stay with how it felt. And you do need to sometimes explain what happened. And so I tell people, you may need to describe what it was like as in. And so when you came in and you raised your voice or when you came in and the first thing you said was. So those are descriptive phrases about literally and physically what's happening. A you in that kind of a situation works, but notice what you're going to stay with. I felt so when you came in on Friday and you said, and then you quote their words, I felt, I felt hurt. I felt unimportant. I felt judged. Those are now, of course, by saying I felt judged kind of can go in the direction of you were judging me, but it's vital you keep it at, I felt this, whether that, whether your spouse actually meant that or not, because the reality is they might've had a really rough day at work and they came in and they spoke in a really short clipped tone. And it may have been more about their work or something that happened during their day than it is about having a judgmental attitude towards you. But inside your heart, it felt hurt. You felt judged. So the I statements are vital. Now, the reality is for many, it's hard to figure out what you feel. And so you tend to say, I felt angry. I felt irritated. I felt annoyed. I felt frustrated. Those are the easy ones. What I recommend is that people find the more vulnerable ones. Frustrated, angry, and destroyed. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Frustrated, angry, all of those annoyed, not destroyed, annoyed. Those are safer emotions. Those are still defensive emotions. To find the vulnerable emotions like hurt, I felt small, I felt unimportant. The reason why we don't use those words is because they're way more vulnerable. It's more dangerous to say something so vulnerable because what if your spouse doesn't respond very well? So the reason why we often don't use I statements, just those vulnerable places, is because they might either attack back or they might dismiss you or they might not even listen. Let me give you some ideas of what might be more vulnerable words. You can find this in the back of our book, The Art of Intimate Marriage. It's a list of just different words to express those underlying emotions. Let me just review a few of them. You might say, I felt hurt or I felt small. I felt like a kid. I felt disrespected. Again, you're not saying you disrespected me. That's finger pointing. It's saying I felt this. 
It doesn't mean the other person felt the equal, but that's what it felt like inside of you. Or sometimes that when you said that, when you came in on Friday and you said such and such, I felt anxious or I felt unloved. And again, it might have nothing to do with you. It might have to do with their day, but it is what you experience. It's not that they don't love you. You don't love me is the finger pointing. Saying I felt unloved is just expressing what's happening internally for you. I felt incompetent. Again, that's an I, I'm feeling that, not you made me feel that. I felt unimportant. I felt sad. Sad is very vulnerable. And so we tend to use other words. I felt lonely. I felt embarrassed. I felt guilty. I felt rejected. I felt insecure. I felt unappreciated. Now that's a little bit more of a loaded word because it feels like it's saying you don't appreciate me, but it's important to if you can say it from an I standpoint that you feel unappreciated, but it doesn't mean that they are not appreciative of you. So again, you're just staying with the I felt. I felt powerless. I felt overwhelmed. I felt stupid. I felt afraid. I felt worried. I felt panicked. I felt accused. Not that they are accusing, but it just felt that way. So this is just a taste of words other than I felt annoyed, irritated, frustrated, and so on, and angry. So you may need to take some time when you're coming to your spouse and just saying, hey, when you came in on Friday and you said this, I felt, you may need to take some time to figure out what your I is. And that's actually when I'm coaching couples, when they're in my office and I'm coaching them, sometimes I have to take quite a bit of time to draw that out of somebody. Um, it's not uncommon that people get into get to the point where they've stopped going to vulnerable emotions. This is especially true for men. It's not all men. Some men are actually really good at figuring out how they feel and they'll use very vulnerable words. But our society doesn't really support men going to the more vulnerable words. And, and so sometimes uh, men are not in the habit of finding the more vulnerable words. I have had men tell me, you know, I don't talk like that. That sounds really flowery. That sounds really feminine. And we do that in our culture, that vulnerable emotional words are are seen as more feminine and less masculine. However, I have worked with plenty of women that have the same challenge, that that they don't, they have a very difficult time finding vulnerable emotional words. So you may need to take the time before you come to your spouse to figure out how you feel. And so I tell people, you might need to go on your own and write it out. Take, you might need to pull out your journal and write out, how did I feel? And you might need to go look at a list of feeling words and figure them out. What's important is that when you go to your spouse and express how you feel, that you don't do it in a way to fling it at them. And I felt hurt. You know, that's a finger pointing, even though it sounds like a really good I statement. So if you're doing it to fling it at them, to, to throw a barb, that's not going to work very well. If you're going to them to express your own emotional state, your own internal feelings, it's going to go a lot better. So again, before you do your, your coming to your spouse and expressing your I, 
check your own heart. Check, make sure you're in that place of, I, I want to express how I'm feeling with, without attacking my spouse. So take the time. Figure it out. There's actually a poster that I love. It's by Ames International Books, and it's called Managing Your Anger. And right in the middle is, of this poster is this, you know, angry face. It's a, kind of a cartoonish. And then there's arrows out from that face pointing to a bunch of other small faces, and each of them have different words and different facial expressions like embarrassed, guilty, worried, hurt, disappointed. And so that poster is super helpful. I pull it out when I'm working with couples. I actually have magnets on my refrigerator at home with that poster. Why? Sometimes it's just helpful to take some time, take the time to figure out the I so that when you do come to your spouse, you're coming from a more vulnerable place. Now, you may be in a relationship where vulnerability is difficult, where you feel like when I do go there, I'm not sure how my spouse will take it. I don't know that my spouse is a safe place. That might be a whole other level of working through your relationship because it is vital. If you're going to go vulnerable, you may need to talk about that you're going to need safety, that you're going to need a spouse that will listen instead of um, explain back or defend back or yell back or so on. So again, obviously, this is a tool to use when there is safety in your relationship, where you feel like you can get at least somewhat of a listening and understanding response. However, let me tell you, even when I work with high conflict couples, where they're not getting a lot of good responses from their spouse when they do share how they feel, it does make a big difference if you just stay with it, staying in that vulnerable place and not going to attack to how the conflict goes, even if you have a spouse that might have a volatile response. So take some time to figure out your I. All right, what else will be helpful? You know, one of the things that happens, the reason why people don't go to I is because they'd rather avoid the whole thing. So maybe the reason why conflict becomes problematic in your house is because you just don't have it. And so you don't express how you feel. And this really goes into why sometimes it's hard to find the eye, is that it's almost easier to avoid the whole thing. Because attempting to come to your spouse can be really difficult. And maybe you've tried before and you've gotten really negative results. Or maybe you have a background where, you know, as a kid, you tried to express things and you just got shut down over and over and over. And you're just realizing it now as an adult and your spouse does the same thing. And so it's gone really poorly when you've told them how you feel and think. And so you have a good reason to avoid the, the, the conversation. You don't want to rock the boat. It's almost easier not to say anything. However, let me tell you, for one of the patterns I see is that the more and more someone avoids, the more and more their spouse becomes a pursuer. And so and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But avoidance actually causes anxiety on the part of your partner in general, that when people avoid, it tends to make a partner feel like they have to go after you to, to, so that the conflict doesn't get swept under the rug. So avoidance can cause problems for your partner in that they, they, they feel that temptation to just keep coming after you. And we're going to talk about it in a little bit more detail, but I want to explain something about what you're listening to. This is 
I'll broadcast each week. However, you might be listening and thinking, gosh, where do I hear the ones before this? Because this is a broadcast on sexuality, and we're taking some time to talk about conflict. And how does that have to do with anything? Well, to have an intimate marriage, you got to have good communication. So you can go back and listen to a lot of other broadcasts. Go onto my website, theartofintimatemarriage.com, and you will find all the previous broadcasts, and you can listen to more there. If you have questions as you're listening, you can send them to me at my email, jenniferconzen at yahoo.com. Just send it right to my name at Yahoo, and type it out. Send it to me. Tell me your question. I do include those questions in what I share here on the radio. So... Send it. You can also go on my website and you'll find a link there to purchase the book that goes into a lot of detail. You can also go on to Amazon and find that, The Art of Intimate Marriage. And then if you're needing help just overall with communication, you can buy the Intimate Marriage cards, which are really great helpers. You just play them five minutes a day as a couple and build your communication skills. And it does help. The avoiders. It's funny. So I'm going to go back into how do you how do you deal with being an avoider? I have worked with many couples where I give. So the cards are like a a prompt. It starts out a sentence, and you then keep going and share your thoughts with your spouse. Well, I've had different couples where it's, and it's often the husband, but sometimes it's the wife where he, uh, the husband has said, oh my goodness, it helped that, that this prompt you gave started the conversation. Cause sometimes I know my wife wants me to talk more and I know I avoid talking because half the time I don't know where to start. I don't even know what to talk about. I had one husband say to me once, he said, she asks me, how's my day, but it's going to be the same every day. It's the same thing I experience every day. So I just tell her, fine. And I don't say anything more. And she wants me to tell her more details, but it's the same details I shared yesterday. (laughs) And so I get that, that sometimes it can get caught up with, I don't know what to say. And so I tell people, go buy the Ungame off of Amazon. It's a great game. Go buy the Intimate Marriage cards. Go use some tools to get you going. Because Often people avoid because they they just maybe conversations haven't gone well in the past or you don't even know where to start. Maybe you grew up in a family where you weren't you didn't have space to share how you're feeling. You didn't get to talk about emotions. Your family didn't do it. Your parents didn't do it. You didn't do it with your siblings. You didn't do it yourself. There wasn't anybody to go and express those things to. And so now you're 20, 30, 40, 50 years old, 60, 70, and you've never learned how to do that. Or it's just easier not to. And your spouse is clamoring saying, talk to me. I want you to share. It's vital to learn those skills because in the research on intimacy, one of the number one factors that both men and women uh, express that makes them feel connected and intimate is when their partner self-discloses. So self-disclosure is the number one thing that makes people feel connected. Making self-disclosure go well is a little challenging. And so that's what we're kind of covering today. How to say I feel. And and then if you tend to be an avoider, how to overcome that? Your spouse needs to learn to listen to you and they need to validate you, but they need to hear from you in order to validate you and hear from you. 
You may need to take some time, like I mentioned, to go figure out how to do an I statement and to plumb the depths of how you feel. You may need to talk to your spouse about the fact that you need them to have a different response when you do share something because it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable taking the time to, to figure out what you're feeling and then to tell it to your spouse. And you might feel like it's a waste of time, but take the time in order to build great connection with your spouse. Figure out how you're feeling. Figure out how to say it in a way that's just focused on your own emotions and then share it. Now, some of you, you might not be avoiders, but you might be the pursuer that the way you approach conflict is that you... You keep going, you keep going. Whenever you're talking with your spouse, your anxiety, or at least a lot of the time that you talk to your spouse, your anxiety just feels like it goes through the roof, especially if you feel like when I share, my spouse tunes me out. And this actually comes up a lot when people are having trouble with, they say an I, they share from that, that point of I'm, I'm taking responsibility and I'm just sharing my own emotions. However, they feel like their spouse just either mentally tunes them out or they physically leave the room or they disappear even though they're standing right there in front of you. So that might spike your anxiety. And so you might become a pursuer where you keep approaching your spouse over and over. And when they don't respond to you, you keep saying it. Or when you feel like they tune you out, you say it in another way. And then you feel like they still don't get it. So you say it in another way and you keep pursuing. It's vital to realize that when your anxiety overtakes you when you're trying to express yourself to your spouse. You will tend to use more words. You'll, your voice might get louder. It might get more strident. You might find yourself explaining yourself in multiple different ways. When you're caught in that pursuing cycle, you may need to go take a timeout. And we've talked about that in the previous broadcast. You can go back and listen to that conflict resolution tools for the listener. However, timeouts are important even for the speaker. When you're feeling your anxiety go up and you feel like your spouse is either being defensive or they're tuning you out, if your anxiety goes up and your heart rate goes up and all of that happens, say to your spouse, you know, I'm feeling myself react to how this conversation is going. So I need to take a time out right now. Can we continue this conversation in about 30 minutes or an hour or later tonight? Put a time on it. You can listen more to how to take a time out in the previous broadcast, but take the time out. Ask it in the right way. Like you aren't listening to me. I'm leaving. And you walk out of the room. That's probably not the best way to take a time out. Saying, I can feel myself reacting, just keeps it to the I statement. I can feel myself reacting. You're taking the time out for you. You're, this is where you're feeling tuned out, but you're still taking the responsibility for how it is physically making your body react. I can feel myself reacting, so I'd like to take a time out. Can we come back to this in about 30 minutes? And then make sure, if you're going to put that time on it, that you come back. Now, hopefully what will happen is your spouse will take a time out as well so that they really, maybe they've listened to the previous broadcast about being a good listener, and they're realizing, wow, I wasn't in a good place to listen. And they also will use that time out you requested to get themselves to a better spot. However, just remember, if you tend to be the pursuer 
you're going to lose your spouse. They will tune you out if you use tons of words and flood them with your words. If your I statement is not kept to, I tell people two to three sentences. If your I statement is five paragraphs long, and I feel, and I feel, and I feel, if it goes on and on, they're going to tune you out because the brain can't hear all that. So watch how much you might be a pursuer. And take the time to breathe before you share your eye. If you're anxiously pursuing them, they might withdraw even further. And so, yes, you do need to learn to speak the truth. And you may need to put Ephesians 4.15 into practice. How to do it in a way that's loving, that's not an attack, but that instead is speaking the truth in love. It's not blaming, that's just from an eye place. If you don't feel like you can do that, if you don't feel like you can approach your spouse in the way that we're describing in this broadcast, from an I place, without avoiding, without pursuing, if you can't do it without blaming them and without really being determined for them to see the wrong, you may need to talk with somebody to get yourself there. Go get the support that you need. Get assistance from somebody. Get help to find a new way to approach your spouse. You know, take that breath. Even right now, as I'm sharing this, I can feel myself needing to take a breath, right? When I'm talking about anxiety, I can feel my own body get anxious. So take that breath low in the nose, slow out the mouth, take it low into your gut and let it out slowly. Take that breath. Always breathe before you approach your spouse. It's pretty difficult to come from an I place, to come without attacking, without blaming, without accusing, if You haven't taken the time to breathe before you share. So take that time to breathe, take a break, and then come back and then sit with your spouse and try again. So here's some last practicals. When you're coming from that I place, make sure you've taken the time to explore and identify your feelings, that it's not about fixing it. It's not about fixing the problem. It's about expressing your own emotions so that your spouse can understand. Take the time to write it out. You might need to talk with somebody beforehand so that you can say it in a way. You might need to practice it with this non-involved party. Okay, so how does it sound if I say it this way? Or write it out ahead of time. It's challenging to do this right. If you don't do it right, you can go back and try again. And if you don't do it right, and it doesn't go well between the two of you, get another couple to sit with you. Go take it to your therapist and try again. Spend some time saying how you feel. We talked about you statements. You may need to spend some time. How would you use descriptive words like when you crossed your arms, your tone was somewhat short, your facial expression looked angry. So those are descriptive words. Figure out how you're going to say those and then find words to express your feelings that aren't angry, frustrated, irritated, and annoyed. And then practice it all on your own. Do this all on your own and then go to your spouse and pray about it before you do it. So This is Dr. Jennifer Conzen with some tips on how to be a good sharer when you need to tell your spouse how you're feeling with The Art of Intimate Marriage. Thank you for joining us for The Art of Intimate Marriage. Now, let's be real. This is not a typical radio program, and we know it generates questions. If you have one you'd like Dr. Conzen to address here on air, email her at jenniferconzen at yahoo.com. Conzen is spelled K-O-N-Z-E-N. Jennifer Conzen at yahoo.com. We hope today's program was beneficial to you. And if you agree this unique voice should be on the air, your donations will help keep it there. 
To give or to get more information about the ministry, Dr. Condon's Center for Sexuality in San Diego, or to get more resources for improving intimacy in marriage, visit us on the web at theartofintimatemarriage.com. And for more on experiencing the marriage God designed, join us this same time next week for The Art of Intimate Marriage.